Every miracle in the Bible begins with a problem. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part two of John Maxwell's message about living a blessed life. Here's John. Several years ago when we lived in Atlanta, when you, you, know, when you had house phones, it, it, when a house phone would ring, Margaret would always answer it because there'd be times when, I, well, a lot of times I'd be gone, but many times I'd be studying, working, and she knows that when I'm writing or something that really don't want to be interrupted. And so anyway, she had handled the phones for me at the house. And, and uh, so I was walking through the room one day and I could tell she was trying to put somebody off and basically, you know, say he's not going to be available. And, and, and then she, she said, um, she kept, uh, she said, do you know a coach Dick Vermeil? I said, give me that phone. Give me that phone. Coach Vermeil, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. And of course he was back then coaching the Super Bowl champion, St. Louis Rams. And, and he said, John, I listen to your tapes. I read your books. And, and he said, I, I, I just, could, I just want to call. Could, could I spend some time with you? And as soon as he, could I spend some time with you? I, I didn't say, well, I, hopefully someday. Somewhere under the rainbow. I said, well, could you come over in 10 minutes? I mean, hello. Hello. Well, he was in, he was in St. Louis. He couldn't come. But, 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 but I couldn't get over the fact he wanted to spend time with me. Now, forget Dick Vermeil. Here's what I want you to catch real quickly before we go to the next point. God would like to spend some time with you. Not Dick Vermeil. God. God wants to spend some time with you. This is huge. The God of the universe says, could we hang a while? Make your best effort to spend time with God. Secondly, if you want to live a blessed life, admit your need for God. The blessed life begins with a broken life. Admit your need for God. What does he say in verse 3? You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope with less of you, there's more of God. I love that. In other words, he says, you're blessed when you're at the end, when you're just barely hanging on. He said, it's a good day. Because when you can hardly, when you can, when you're at the end of the road and you can just hardly hang on, he says, and you're just, you can't hang on anymore and you let go, he's going to find out that you're not holding the rope. I'm holding you. Oh, yeah. You see, you see, every miracle in the Bible, all in the New Testament, every miracle in the Bible has one thing in common, just one thing in common. Trust me on this. I've studied it. The only thing in common, every miracle in the Bible begins with a problem. You never see a miracle in the Bible without a problem first. There's a problem and then a miracle. So what does that mean? Well, what that means is that when you have a problem, you're blessed. Because you're a candidate for a miracle. You see, the only person that has a problem is the person that doesn't have a problem. (sighs) You see, if you have a little problem, you're a candidate for a little miracle. 
If you got a big problem, you're a candidate for a big miracle. I mean, choose the problem and choose the miracle. But if you have no problem, you're not a candidate for a miracle. I, I, I feel badly for you. You know, every, about every time I teach here, I come down and give people an invitation to, to come and let me pray with them to accept Christ. And I'll do that in a few minutes of the day. And, 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 but maybe today we'll have a different kind of an invitation. This, this, maybe today I'll, I'll do an invitation like I've never done before. I'll ask people to come forward who have no problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good, isn't it, huh? And, and I'll lay hands on them and I'll say, God, give them a problem. <laughs> because you can't have a miracle without a problem. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you are candidates for a miracle? Yeah. Look at your neighbor and just say to them, you're a candidate for a miracle. Trust me, trust me. You're blessed. You're blessed when you're at the end of, you're blessed when you're the end of your rope. I have a coaching company and um, it's secular. It's because only because I just want to be salt and light. And I found out that to be salt and light, you got to have a lot of lost friends. I got a lot of lost friends. I, I hang around with sinners all the time. I, I love sinners. It's, uh, you said, boy, why do you do that? I'm just trying to be like Jesus. Just trying to be like Jesus. Nothing's more Christ-like than to hang with sinners and love them and let them see the difference and love them into the kingdom. Nothing, nothing's better. And so in this coaching company, my, my, my faculty started off. Now I've mentored them. They're not that way now, but they start off and, and they were just a uh, you know, a bunch of heathen, to be honest with you, okay? I mean, they really were. I, yeah, I had an agnostic, I had an atheist, I had a new ager, I had a, a cult person. I, I, I just had a, I mean, they were really good in their subject, but I mean, they were, they were lost as a goose. And I had a lot of Christians who came to me who were greatly concerned that I would have a lost faculty. And, and I, I totally believe in unequally yoked to, it, it, to win people to Christ. I just, I don't want to go there right now, so I won't, but, but just trust me on this. I, it, it's, it's, it's the only way I can reach, the only way I can reach, the only way I can reach lost people for Christ is to go find some lost people. Okay. That's all I could, I can't do it, can't do it anyway. And, 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 and by the way, aren't you tired of just always hanging around with Christians? Don't you get a little bored? You see, when we go to heaven, we hang together the whole rest. I mean, we have eternity to hang around with Christians and we got a short life now. We ought to hang around with some sinners so that we can take them to heaven with us. All right, you, you, you got that, don't you? Okay. So, so one, of my, one of my faculty members, he was an agnostic. His name was Roddy. He's a beautiful, beautiful Christian today because I've been able to privilege him. But, but, but in the beginning, he was interviewing me. He teaches our, our coaches how to speak. And so he was interviewing me and he said, John, he said, uh, is there something you never shared with me about, you know, your speaking? I said, yes. I said, Roddy, I said, I ask God to help me before I speak. But now while I'm speaking, I ask God to help me. I just ask God to help me. And he got real quiet. He said, well, you know, I'm an agnostic. I said, that's okay. It's okay. It's okay with God. You, you don't upset God when you're an agnostic. God's not shook up. He's going to be okay. 
said, it's okay. I said, you asked me? I said, I asked God to help me. And he, and he said, does he? Well, I said, of course he does, right? He does all the time, buddy. Sure, he helps me. I'm, I have a relationship with him. He got real quiet. I said, Roddy, I, God will help you too. He said, well, I, I'm an agnostic. I said, it's okay. It's okay. God's all right. You're all right. It's okay. He'll still help you. Just ask him. Which I think it'd be hard to ask him if I'm not sure he's there. I said, it's okay. Just, just, if you ever need him, just ask him to help you. About a month later, he's doing a speaking seminar, and it's just the first five minutes are just going bad. The sound's bad. It's, it's not going well, and, and it's just, no, people are restless. And, and for five minutes, it's kind of all downhill. And, and Roddy heard, remember what I said about asking God? And so under his breath, of course, he didn't know it out loud. He, he just asked, he said, God, help me. And immediately, everything turned. And, and he's doing this speaking seminar and he, he's going, oh my gosh, something, something happened there. So, and he told me, he said, John, when it was over, I'm going to my elevator back to my hotel. And he said, I'm in the elevator and I'm saying, thank you, God, for hearing my prayer. And they said, wait, wait a minute, I'm not even sure I believe in God. What am I doing? What, what, what am I doing? This is the wonderful world I live in. I just, just live in, I let a, I let a, I led one of my other faculty members who was a cult gal to the, to the Lord. And so after I led her to the Lord, I checked on her the next morning. And I said, how'd it go? And she texted me back. She said, John, it went pretty good. She said it was like a first date. It was a little awkward, but I'm learning and I'm going to get excited about knowing him better. Don't you love it? It's just like a first date. It's a little hang around with sinners. They're just, they're so much fun. They, they haven't learned all the Christian stuff yet. And I was able to lead him to Christ. Now, now, here's the point. Here's the point. Just like Roddy, I, I don't know where you are in your faith life. And God loves you unconditionally. God loves Roddy as much as he loves me. He loves you. He, he, he doesn't parcel out love because we're good. He, he, he parcels out love because God's good. And, and, and I just want you to know that, that in, in this blessed life that you have, all you got to do is say, I need you, God. And, and God will say, here I am. That was John Maxwell, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under John Maxwell, The Blessed Life. You can also find out more information about him at his website, johnmaxwell.com. Hope you have an amazing day today.